In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Good afternoon. President Joe Biden made a stop in Michigan this afternoon, spending about 15 minutes with United Auto Workers on a picket line as the work stoppage hit day 12. The president told strikers to stick with it. Biden used a bullhorn outside the GM Willow Run Parts Distribution Center in Bellevue. You guys, UAW, you saved the automobile industry back in 2008 and before. Made a lot of sacrifices, gave up a lot, and the companies were in trouble. But now they're doing incredibly well. And guess what? You should be doing incredibly well, too. President Biden encouraged the striking workers to continue fighting for better wages despite concerns that a prolonged strike could slow the economy. He said yes when asked if UAW members deserved a 40% raise, one of the demands that the union has made of the auto companies. Ford Motor Company surprised many when they announced it is pausing work and limiting spending on the electric vehicle battery facility in Marshall, Michigan. Ford spokesman T.R. Reed said the pause is, quote, until we're confident about our ability to competitively operate the plant. We haven't made any final decision about the planned investment there. Area Congressman Tim Wahlberg says he is pleased that the work has stopped. U.S. House Republicans have criticized Ford Motor Company for partnering with a Chinese battery technology firm at the Marshall facility. Wahlberg says it's a matter of national security. I'm delighted. While I want that, I want 2,500 jobs from my district there in Marshall. Uh, I do not want to connect ourselves with the Chinese Communist Party 15 minutes from our National Guard base with a very uh, important uh, drone wing uh, headquartered out of Battle Creek. Ford Motor Company has not indicated when or whether they might restart the project. After seeing the cost of proposed improvements at Whirlpool Centennial Park more than double, The city of St. Joseph has approved another $40,000 to redesign their plan for amenities and a new pump house. In pursuit of a $345,000 state grant, the city had planned to add a new pump house building, public restrooms, changing rooms, and a living roof, among other design features, near the Whirlpool Compass Fountain. The city saw initial estimates that put the project cost at $690,000, but to the city's surprise, the bids to actually build the vision have come in at about $1.7 million, more than double the original estimate. The Parks Department has scaled back the design to reduce costs by about half a million dollars, but the installation will look dramatically different. The additional $40,000 the City Commission approved on Monday night will pay to redesign and re-engineer the project to a price tag of somewhere under a million dollars. The St. Joseph City Commission stalled again, refusing to take any action to sell the Curious Kids Museum property to the museum operators. Prior to Monday's meeting, the nonprofit Curious Kids Museum had offered half a million dollars to buy the building that they're in with the promise to invest millions of dollars to create a world-class children's museum. City officials countered with a contingency that includes a first right of refusal provision to buy the building back from the museum if their plans ever change. At Monday's meeting, Museum Director Lori Marciniak told the commission the city's contingency provision amounts to a poison pill for fundraising and financing. The CPM Board of Directors does not agree to enter into a land contract for the purchase of Memorial Hall due to the financing restrictions of the land contract and the immediate termination of the lease, posing a risk of losing the current lease. Commissioners resisted voting without Commissioner Mike Sorolla, who was absent and instead suggested moving the issue to the October 9 meeting when Sorolla is expected to return. 
Mayor Laura Goose suggested a work session take place before the October 9 meeting to consider an idea offered during public comment that would combine the Curious Kids Museum with the Discovery Zone at Shadowland Pavilion. Director Marciniak had previously stated that the concept of moving the museum to a multi-use vertical space has proven problematic at other museums that have attempted the same approach. If you're in downtown Watervliet this weekend, you might notice the mayor, the school superintendent, and others sitting on a roof. It's the roof of Mr. Clean's, and it's a fundraising effort for Amanda Goss and her family. Event organizer Angie Roberts tells us that Amanda has been battling cancer for nine years, and it has taken both an emotional and a financial toll. With all of the stressors in their life, financials should not be something they have to worry about on top of cancer. So a few of us joined together just to try to raise some money uh, to help them out. And the only thing we, we can think of doing and. So we went with a rough set. Roberts tells us she and her friends were trying to come up with something to do to help the Goss family, especially because Amanda is so generous. She never stops giving. She also is the first one to volunteer to help on when people need help. Also, she even coaches her little girls in their sports. Like, while she's doing all this, I mean, it's hard enough for anybody to do those things. The rough set event is this Sunday at Mr. Clean's in downtown Watervliet at the only stoplight in town. It runs from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. The day starts with Mayor Dea Muth sitting on the roof, and local dignitaries will continue to help throughout the day. You can stop by to donate, or there's a GoFundMe as well. For more information, you can look at our website, wsjm.com. Van Buren County 4-H is trying out a new event this year. It's called Tractor, Truck, or Treat. Denise Noble with the Van Buren Voyagers 4-H Club says she saw another group combining farm equipment with handing out treats, and she said, we thought we should try that too. We have access to the fairgrounds over in Hartford, so we have a ton of space to just bring in all kinds of big equipment, semi-trucks, tractors, excavators, whatever it may be, and we said, let's do this. I think we can do this. It's a wonderful way to promote 4-H. Noble says it's not just tractors, treats, and big trucks. The event will feature other equipment that is vital to agricultural production. We're pretty excited to see what people can come up with and how they're going to decorate their vehicles and stuff like that. We have one group that's bringing, I know, a propane tank that they're going to dress up like a pig. The overall effort is to promote awareness and interest in agriculture and the local 4-H. The tractor trucker treat happens at the Van Buren County Fairgrounds in Hartford. It's Saturday, October 7th from 1 to 5 p.m. No cost to families. It's open to the public, not just 4-H members. And for more information, you can check out their page on Facebook. Twice a year, the local electricity transmission company, ITC, performs visual inspections on their power lines to make sure they're in good shape. The inspection involves helicopter crews that fly at low elevations near power lines and look for damaged or worn equipment and vegetation hazards. Originally, the helicopters were supposed to be flying this week, but due to a change in the weather, Berrien and Cass County residents won't see and hear the helicopters until next week. ITC company spokesman Andrew Johnson says the inspections are routine and they do them twice a year. In the spring, we do it before growing season, the fall after the growing season. And it's our role to inspect every mile possible from the air, which if there's any damage, then we can send that to a crew on the ground who can inspect it a little bit closer and make any necessary repairs. The inspections are scheduled for Berrien and Cass counties next week. In total, the inspections will cover 70 counties in Michigan, and they're slated to take place through mid-October. 
It is the 13th annual Rake a Difference event put on by the United Way of Southwest Michigan. This is an event where volunteer teams rake leaves and clean gutters for senior citizens throughout Berrien, Cass, and Van Buren counties. As heard on the WSJM Morning Show, Debbie Ramirez is the Volunteer Engagement Director at United Way of Southwest Michigan and says some outside chores are difficult, if not impossible, for seniors. That's why they're asking for volunteers to help. We're super excited. We know last year was a banner year for us. We had more than 1,200 volunteers, and we're, we're really hopeful that uh, the volunteers will come out in those numbers and more again this year. Seniors receive the outside upkeep free of charge. If you want to sign up, go to the United Way of Southwest Michigan's website. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. In national news, it's been nearly two weeks since workers with the United Auto Workers Union have gone on strike against the big three automakers. President Joe Biden joined picketing workers today. It was the first time a sitting president has joined a picket line of striking workers. ABC News White House correspondent Karen Travers has the latest. President Biden met workers on a UAW picket line in Michigan, a very public show of support for the union members who are striking for better wages, hours, and benefits. Stick with it. You deserve the significant raise you need and other benefits. The president told the auto workers they deserve more than what they're getting now from their companies. Gave up a lot, and the companies were in trouble. Now they're doing incredibly well. And guess what? You should be doing incredibly well, too. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Two teenagers in Las Vegas will be prosecuted as adults for allegedly ramming their car into a cyclist intentionally last August, killing the cyclist. Prosecutors say the teens recorded the attack and allegedly committed other crimes. Both teens were in court today. ABC's Alex Stone reports. The 16 and 18-year-olds made brief court appearances sitting in court, coming as we're now hearing the 911 calls that were made. There was a hit and run in this gentleman. I don't think he's alive. I'm looking at him. When the two teens allegedly drove up behind a bicyclist in a stolen car and drove into him for fun, killing him during a series of crimes that they recorded, laughing as their alleged crimes unfolded, that cyclist was 72-year-old retired California Police Chief Andreas Probst. Callers reported... In the, in the street. The teens being tried as adults are facing charges of murder. Alex Stone, EBC News. On Capitol Hill, a number of fellow Senate Democrats are urging New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez to resign. Now among those making the call for resignation, junior New Jersey Senator Cory Booker. ABC's Justin Finch has the latest from Washington. In a new statement, fellow New Jersey Senate Democrat Cory Booker salutes Senator Bob Menendez's career accomplishments, but also underscores his belief that Menendez should step down. Booker now among a double-digit chorus of Senate Democrats calling for the same, while noting Menendez deserves due process and a fair trial. Federal prosecutors indicted Menendez on corruption charges, alleging he accepted bribes in exchange for using his power to benefit three New Jersey businessmen and bolster U.S. assistance to Egypt. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Amazon becomes the latest tech giant to face a federal antitrust lawsuit, which was filed today in court. 
Details from ABC's Mike Dubusky. The FTC, alongside 17 states, are suing Amazon over what they call monopolistic practices. The suit alleges the company engaged in far-reaching schemes that prevented rivals from competing against Amazon and disadvantaged consumers as a result by inflating prices and degrading quality. In a statement, Amazon said the lawsuit is wrong on the facts and the law and that it looks forward to making that case in court. Mike Dubusky, ABC News. And the situation on the U.S.-Mexico border is apparently intensifying. As Texas towns along the Rio Grande expect a large influx of migrants over the next few days, U.S. Customs and Border Protection says the agency's top official has met with authorities in Mexico to work on ways to secure the shared border. ABC's Maria Villarreal is in Eagle Pass, Texas, with more on how a government shutdown could complicate the matter. Over 30,000 people from DHS alone were furloughed during the 2019 shutdown. Now, agents along the border are considered essential workers. However, that does not mean they get paid if and when a shutdown happens. And then on top of that, if they are having to work during the government shutdown, there is also no guarantee that they will get back pay when it all ends. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.